We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. I'm Sammy Jacobs. With me is TJ Inman, and we're here to break down the 2020 Indiana football schedule that dropped on Saturday morning. In case you missed it, it was on uh, Fox's Big Noon Kickoff show uh, in a kind of tantalizing fashion of uh, drop a week and then, you know, wait maybe 15 minutes and they, they'll drop it again. Uh, but first, we have a word from our sponsors over at Bet Online. You uh, might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You could get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures now. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right. The schedule came down on Saturday. TJ, we'll go through it real quickly. Indiana's opening the season at home on October 24th um, against Penn State. Uh, just a side note, though, TJ, the Big Ten is waiting a little bit to announce those Friday night games. Uh, so we'll see if October 24th or October 23rd is the opener. But right now it's October 24th. After that, on Halloween, they take a trip to Rutgers. November 7th is a home date against Michigan. November 14th, they battle for the old brass platoon up at Michigan State. So they're back-to-back years up at East Lansing. Uh, November 21st, they travel to the Horseshoe Uh at Ohio State, November 28th, you get Maryland at home. December 5th is at Wisconsin, a very cold potentially potential snow game uh, up there. And then December 12th is the bucket game at home. Uh, December 19th is a special week. It's Champions Week. The opponent will be determined by Indiana's uh, finish in the Big Ten. So one will play the one seed out of the East will play the one seed in the West in the big 10 championship. Then the two seed will play the two seed uh, and so on and so forth. I heard the big 10 is trying to avoid a repeat. Uh, Indiana's last two opponents are both Western division opponents. Uh, So it'd be really uh, tough for the big 10 to to see back to back bucket games on December 12th and December 19th. So I think they would avoid that um, going there. But what are your initial thoughts, TJ, on the schedule? My initial thought was I don't really care what the schedule is. I'm not going to complain. But 
you know, I looked at it and was not surprised. Uh, really, when you think about it, they were locked in. You, you knew that they were going to do the East. Uh, they were going to be playing all six East opponents. That leaves you two games. You knew Purdue was going to be one of them. And it made sense to have, uh, you know, one of those crossover games, the, the second one, uh, be somebody that's already on IU's schedule before. So you look at Indiana's initial Big Ten schedule, uh, really, IU drops Illinois. Um, so overall, when you look at what the schedule could have been, they lose uh, three you know, very likely wins the non-conference. They lose Illinois, which would have been somewhat of a toss-up, but IU would have been favored there. Uh, and you you left with eight games that um, just at the initial outset looks like a very tough slate, but uh, one that I think is more manageable, more balanced than the schedule that was released, the nine-game schedule released in August. Uh, this one does not feature any of those killer stretches that we saw as of right now, we don't anticipate seeing any back-to-back -back games against ranked opponents. Um, whereas the, the one in August had, you know, three or four in a row against really good opposition. So there's not going to be any easy weeks for, uh, for anybody, but I, I do think that this is manageable for IU to, uh, I think reasonably go four and four, five and three, if they can steal one against somebody, maybe they're not, favored to do so against yeah it's definitely you know I looked at it and you go yep that's four and four if there's win the games that they should win uh you know yeah. Rutgers Michigan State Maryland Purdue uh the it's a lot more manageable than the schedule that came out on August 5th or 6th whenever it was uh, and you had to go to Minnesota uh, and you had Wisconsin and Penn State back to back to open the season. Um, I think it's a it's a little bit more manageable. It's still tough. You still have back to back trips to Michigan State and Ohio State, and we'll see what Michigan State is. Uh, but you know nobody has high high expectations for them. And you know then then you finish the season at Wisconsin and, and you get a rivalry game at uh, with with Purdue. So it's going to go really quick. We think a 12 game schedule goes quick. Eight game schedule is going to go really quick. So my initial thought is, you know, schedules out, let's play, you know, you open up and you hit the ground running with Penn state uh, and you go to Rutgers and, and that becomes a, you've got a win game with Michigan coming in next week. Uh, let's talk about the Hoosiers most important game, TJ, to me, I think it's at Michigan state. Uh, I think that is the most important game for IU. It's a game that um, I think they probably should win up there. They probably should have won last year up there as well. And yeah. it's kind of a revenge game, uh, so to speak. You have Michigan State who's rebuilding. They have a couple players who have opted out. I don't think they've opted back in um, with Jacob Pasternak and I believe one of their top offense alignment as well has opted out. So that's a game and it swings the season. If you, you know, let's say it plays out as said and Indiana drops Penn state and Michigan uh, and beats Rutgers, you're looking at that. If they drop Michigan state, you go to one and three heading to Ohio state 
with a chance to go one and four. Um, if you beat Michigan State, you're two and two, and, and you're, you've got your four wins on the table there, heading to Ohio State uh, and things like that. So, and it's a battle for the brass platoon. It's a chance to to win that trophy back for the first time since since 2016. So that's my most important game. TJ, what's the most important game on the schedule for you? Yeah, I mean, I think that that is the the correct answer. Uh, the the easy answer that to mind is, well, it's the bucket game. Um, I think you can always say that, but from a strictly uh, looking at the season, analyzing the schedule, looking at what is going to be a, a toss-up game that IU really can win um, based on where it falls, you have to say it's Michigan State. Uh, that's It's a tough road game, no doubt about that, but uh, that's one that you would like to think that where Indiana's program is at uh, is going to be ahead of well of where Mel Tucker's uh, first Michigan State team is. Um, it's very tough to project anything, as I think we will say often, and we'll try not to repeat it too much. It's yep. going to be very hard to project anything when nobody knows, including the coaches, what the roster is going to be from week to week. Uh, you know, given what we know, though, that's a game that IU is going to need to get because you would expect a loss to Penn State. While I do think Penn State is vulnerable, that's a winnable game for Indiana. It's not impossible. But Penn State will be favored, and they should be. Uh, you're going to look at Ohio State as a game that is, look, being realistic, that's, that's not a winnable game if Justin Fields is playing uh, for Indiana in Columbus. Um, after that, I think they're all winnable for Indiana, and I, I, I think that they could lose any of those games as well. But Michigan State would be the one that I would say that's a, that's a real toss-up, and it's an important one for IU to get. Like you said, it, it's wedged in there between uh, Michigan and Ohio State. So that's, uh, that's an important one for me, and you're right. They should have won last year's game. I don't think there's any doubt about that. IU was the better team that day, uh, and we're inches away from, from getting that, uh, that W. Um, it's the rivalry aspect of it. I don't think quite as important as anything else there, but you're right. That is a chance to, to win a trophy and bring it back to Bloomington, and those are always important to have. Yeah, and that rivalry, I think, is going to start getting a little bit more heated as the games and, and, and competition becomes closer uh, with yeah. Michigan State. Next will go uh, toughest toughest game, and it's either going to be at Ohio State or at Wisconsin. Um, yeah. I mean, take your pick. At Ohio State, as long as they don't drop a game early uh, and players start to opt out, that game's going to always be a bear. Um and we'll see. They're going to be playing for the college football playoff, and they need every. They need to go undefeated. Uh, yes. Ohio State does, especially playing only nine games uh, and things like that. And then you have Wisconsin, who's very likely to um, to win the West and represent the West and, and things like that. So, what's your toughest game? Ohio State's the obvious answer. Anytime you're going on the road to a top five team in the country, a team that a lot of people. Uh, were picking as their, their college football champion before the Big Ten decided not to play. Um, 
that's that's going to be the answer. I do think that at Wisconsin in December uh, is a unique challenge for sure, given the personnel, the way that Wisconsin tends to play. Uh, if it's cold and snowy, you're looking at that kind of plays right into how the Badgers like to play. So it would be incredibly difficult to go to Madison uh, in a bad weather game and beat the Badgers uh, at something they do, you know, as well as anybody in the country. So uh, both of those are very difficult. I would put those as, as one and two in the, uh, the difficulty index, if you will. Um, I would be surprised if IU won either of those games, given the rosters that we know right now. Uh, but uh, I think, you know, the rest of them, uh, I, I do think are, are doable. And, you know, this, this could be a season where a program like Indiana that's returning quite a few starters uh, and, and a pretty good continuity on the coaching staff. It's not without change, but pretty good continuity. You know, this could be the type of season where uh, a program like that is able to jump up and, um, you know, score one of those big upsets that, uh, they otherwise maybe wouldn't get. So that'll be something to keep an eye on for sure. Not just with Indiana, but with some other teams that have some good continuity. Um, I think a, a Minnesota uh, would be something to keep an eye on out of the West. Uh, not analyzed schedules but you know that's one that I'm just I don't know yet and we'll get into our opponents or how I feel about Wisconsin yet this year some some chinks in the armor um, in the west and I, I do think that there's an opportunity for somebody else to sneak up and, and take down the Badgers in the west but either of those are going to be really difficult games for IU no doubt about that and I think we have to be realistic about this until Indiana proves that they can beat one of the Giants in the East. Uh, you know, our optimism surrounding it has to be taken with a huge grain of salt. Yeah, definitely. Um, speaking of upsets, TJ, uh, what is your pick for the best chance that IU upsetting uh, a team in which they'd probably be uh, underdogs in? I would take Michigan. Uh, Michigan home game that one uh, it's been a long time coming I I cannot think of too many opponents I would rather beat than Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines um, IU owes them big time for games that uh, on multiple occasions in Indiana I feel like should have won and has not been able to pull it off um, I'll go with the Wolverines as the the best chance for an upset uh, right now, I'm not sure what the spread would be, but uh, I would think Michigan would be somewhere between like a probably a six and a nine point favorite, something like that. Uh, and I, I would I'd feel pretty good about taking the Hoosiers in that uh, right now. IU just seems to match up pretty well with them typically. Um, and I, I do think that Indiana could give the Wolverines uh their first loss to them in quite a while. Yeah, it's been a while uh, since 1987 uh, since Indiana's beaten uh, Michigan. I'm going to go with Penn State 
Uh, we've seen the first game back for all these teams. Funky things have happened. Uh, you don't really know what to expect, how teams have practiced. You saw Navy who went from not being able to tackle their way out of a, a wet paper bag to, to being the team of the week um, in, in just, you know, a matter of weeks as well. And you just don't know what to expect. It's, it's a home game for Indiana. It, you know, they're going to be fired up. I think Penn State's going to be fired up. They're another team who can contend, um, who can contend for, you know, a, a, a Big Ten title. I believe Penn State plays Ohio State the next week. Yeah. Um, so they could be looking ahead as well. Uh, but it, it is the opener. It's a much anticipated opener. So I don't think that that looking ahead is going to be a problem. But you don't know. These teams haven't been on a field since January, uh, late December and January, and you just don't know. Uh, you don't know how they're going to respond and how they're going to look. So I think just with the unknowns, I, I would give Penn State – the Penn State game is my best bet at an upset. I don't think you go to Ohio State, um, and depending on how Wisconsin's looking, it's tough to say that that, that game is, is more winnable than the Penn State game. Uh, so I'm going to go with Penn State as my best bet uh, for an upset. Uh, final – Let's do uh, predictions, TJ. Uh, what's your prediction, barring the the ninth game, since we don't know an opponent uh, for the eight yeah. game schedule for IU? Yeah, I um, I'm going to go with four and four uh, for Indiana. I do think that that would slot them. I think given Ohio State's going to go eight zero. And I would project Penn State and Michigan somewhere around like six and two. Uh, I think that, that slots Indiana uh, right in the fourth, right in the middle of the Big Ten East. Um, I think ahead of Michigan State, ahead of Maryland, ahead of Rutgers, um, and just picking a name out of the hat. I would say that that puts Indiana going up against, I'll say Iowa um, out of the West. But uh, I think four and four with. Um, and again, it, what does that mean for this season? Does that then get labeled a success? Does it, I, I don't know. Uh, it's too early to tackle those types of questions, but um, I, I do see this four and four as being the most logical answer. Yeah, I'm going to take four and four as well. Uh, it, it's just, it's a tough schedule. Uh I think a lot of teams are going to finish four and four in the big 10 overall. So it'll be interesting to see who Indiana draws in champions week on December 19th. And I mean, you're right. It is way too early to, um, to start doing, uh, you know, what's a successful season, what's an unsuccessful season other than if they go and eight, it's unsuccessful. Or if they go sure. two and six, it's unsuccessful. Um, you know, something like that. But four and four, I think it's going to depend on how they look in those games. It's it's as expected. That's If you're going to put money on it, I think four and four would be the odds-on favorite on, on where they're going to land. Uh, could they upset somebody and end up five and three? Uh, maybe even six and two if you get something special going? Sure. Um, 
But four and four, you could play anybody in the West. I mean, you could have Nebraska um, finish four and four. You could have Minnesota finish four and four. You could have Iowa finish four and four. Purdue could finish four and four. Illinois could finish four and four. I, I just think that there's going to be a whole bunch of four and four teams. And we'll see what that means in terms of bowl season as well. Uh, whether or not that is um, that's going to be, you know, what what the threshold is is to go to a bowl. Is it going to be five wins? Is it going to be four wins? Uh, is yeah. the Pac-12 going to play? Is the MAC going to play? It's going to be um, it's going to be very, uh, I think, a very par parody, uh, a lot of parody. What I'm trying to say. Uh, a lot of parity in the Big Ten this year outside of the top maybe two or three teams in Ohio State, Penn State, uh, Wisconsin, and maybe you throw Michigan in there as well, uh, even though Dylan McCaffrey has uh, ended up opting out and transferring. Uh, so that does it for tonight's show, TJ. A quick, a quick show. Any final thoughts? We'll get you unmuted. There we go. Yeah, I, I do think that the the Big Ten, the way that they handled the release, uh, ultimately, I, I will give since we we gave a lot of criticism, I, I will give uh, some kudos for the the way it's gone here in the past week or so. I think it's been much better, um, and they've clearly learned a few lessons from the the botched first go around. Um, and I, I also think that the, the ninth game, that championship week, uh, I think that's a cool idea. I, I, I know that that's not necessarily replicable uh, for each season, but uh, I, I think it was a, a cool idea to add something extra to be playing for. Um, what would otherwise be a full Saturday right before Christmas, uh, where and I think we've lost TJ. You know, one or two teams out of the East, and maybe one or two. Uh, everybody's playing for, for positioning now. Yeah, it, it makes the season a little bit more uh, exciting in terms of playing for positioning, and. You know, maybe you'll play somebody that that uh, Indiana really hasn't played uh, recently. In Illinois, uh, uh, Minnesota, Iowa, you know, those teams that Indiana rarely gets to see uh, because of that. So it's a it's a cool idea. Um, I liked how they rolled it out on on um, on the Big Ten on the Big Ten. Uh, noon kick on the big noon kickoff. I thought that was really cool. Uh, they kind of stuck that out at the the eleventh hour. It's like eleven thirty on Friday night. They snuck that out. Um, it was pretty cool to see to see that and, and grab some fans and be the center of attention. Um, does it make up for how they handled the rest of the time? Not really, but it does score some kudos points. Anyway, that does it for tonight's show. TJ, thanks for joining us as always, and. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll start doing our preview podcast. we got the offense and defense to preview. And then uh, we have one more podcast. And 
you know, then we'll have game previews. So it's coming, folks. It's uh, the light is at the end of the tunnel. It's a dim light right now, but it's there, and we'll keep trucking forward. Uh, final word from our sponsor over at uh, at Bet Us on or Bet Online. Uh, you know, you might not be at a game this year, but you could still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you could get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You could get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win division and championship futures. Now head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great signup bonuses bet online, your sports book experts and we still have our promotion with manscape uh listeners of this show will get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscape.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscape.com just use the uh use the promo code armchair it's time to grab 2020 by the horns and by shaving the front all right that does it for this evening's show Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week to preview the offense, the offensive side of the ball. Keep coming back to HoosierHuddle.com. Our countdown to kickoff has continued. We'll have previews out, interviews with coaches and players uh, and all of that, as well as our high school roundups uh, for IU commits. So HoosierHuddle.com. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore Huddle and find us on Facebook as well. Uh, Thanks to TJ Inman for joining us tonight. And we'll be back next Monday uh, for our first team preview. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. 
And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. 